Welcome to the Nova Nation Podcast. I'm Rob Logan. On this episode, my co-host and good friend Chris Merle and I talk about an incredible win for the women's team, where things stand with the men, and talk Shaka Smart. We then introduce, for the first time on the show, Erica DeMarzo as she gives us her pick for today's college basketball slate. All this on the Nova Nation Podcast. Listen up. Go Nova. Welcome back to the Nova Nation podcast. This, once again, is Rob Logan. Uh, I'm here with um, my good friend, Chris Merle. Chris, how are you doing? Good, Rob. How are you? I am good. Good. Hey, I am extremely, extremely excited uh, to talk about something tonight. Uh, And I'm going to lead off the podcast talking about uh, the women's basketball team and that game that they played against UConn uh, the other night, uh, a big, big, I, I say the biggest win in the women's um, career, I think, at Villanova, a big upset of UConn, nationally ranked team. Um, it ended UConn's 169-game conference winning streak beat them. And I have to say things are looking very, very good for the women's team. My opinion, my opinion, they have to be uh, tournament bound uh, with that win. I mean, right now they're sitting at 16 and six, they're 10 and three in the conference. They, they have to be considered in that tournament. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's a huge win, huge upset um, to knock off UConn like that. And, yeah, I would, I would think they're, look, they're looking good for the tournament at, right now, I would think. Especially when you consider when they are fully healthy, um, they've pretty much won every game. Uh, the only couple of losses that they did have was when, um, you know, Maddie Segris was hurt. Uh, she was out for, uh, you know, a bunch of games there early in the season. And there was a couple of losses there. But since she's come back, you know, right now they're on an eight-game win streak. And they've won 13 out of 14 games, uh, their last 14 games. So hats off. I mean, big hurrah to the women's basketball team. I've always been a big proponent of of the women's team. Um Many of you might know or remember uh, me talking about it. My son was a basketball for, I mean, for the basketball team, a uh, ball boy for their team for several years. Uh, so I've gone to several, several women's games and uh, had a good time and, and watched him interact with the, with the girls there. So uh, it's very cool for me to be able to say that uh, this team is doing as well as they are doing uh, hats off to uh, coach Dylan. Uh, I think she's doing an incredible job there uh, only in her, her, what her second year there. Uh, amazing. So hats off, big, big hurrah to the women's team. And, and hopefully they close out the season uh, strong and, and get, get into that, uh, getting to that tournament. It's been a while. Um, Let's move over to the men's side of things. 
and uh, the men's team doing very, very well as, as, as well. 11 out of 13 games, they have won their last 11 out of 13. So, Chris, right off the bat, uh, we talked a little bit about it earlier. Who do mm-hmm. you think is making the biggest different difference and contribution to the team right now? Yeah, I mean, I never would have said this a month ago, but it's Eric Dixon. I mean, the turnaround on his offensive game has improved so much that he's become a threat on offense where, you know, in the earlier in the season, I thought he was kind of like holding him back a little bit. So just his, his total turnaround, they actually have an inside presence, which is, which is sorely needed. Um, they've always had pretty decent shooting and guard play, but with him inside now and just his, he's got like an, a, a kind of nice uh, arsenal of uh, post moves and a little pull up and using the glass. I'm very impressed. I have to say. Yeah, he's definitely come a long way this season. Um, I, I know from last year to early season, I was yeah, I wasn't on the bandwagon for for Eric Dixon. I mean, I, I, I always thought he would just kind of be a body out there to kind of maybe protect the rim a little bit and get it, it, Yeah, like a banger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more of the defensive stopper to, to, you know, keep the, you know, the protect the rim type guy, but his game, his footwork, uh, his, his turnaround, his, his, I mean, his moves underneath are definitely, definitely come a long way and very, very uh, at a needed time right now. Uh, he's come up big because uh, some of the other players have struggled. Another player who I think has come up big uh, the last couple of games is is Caleb Daniels. Yeah, he 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 came up big in a couple of the wins, uh, the St. John's win, um, the DePaul win, uh, the win you know for for UConn. He mm-hmm. he definitely come out shooting, uh, making the three, and that was a big lift, especially when you know Colin goes down with that rolled ankle. And then, you know, before that more, Justin Moore was out. Yeah. So you, you definitely had uh, a need for some more scoring and Caleb Daniels and, and Eric Dixon uh, really stepped up. Yeah. Big time, big time. They And I was down on him a little bit too, and earlier in the season, but they both have really um, have come on and given him, given him a lift offensively. Right. my, my only concern still going through the season, uh, there's six games left. Um, we can kind of talk about them in a little bit, but uh, my concern is still as it was the last time we had this this podcast and um, we talked about it. Uh, the bench is definitely scaring me a little bit. The lack of um, the lack of players getting time in these games is starting to concern me a little bit. Antoine having another small little setback again. And then this last game, uh, the St. John's game, he he played, but it was only for like a minute or two. So was he, 
healed enough to play. And then if that's the case, why didn't he play more minutes? Or was he still hurt? And for some reason, they just threw him into the game for, you know, a minute or two. I, I don't know I, why you would do that. I'm not sure. Um, so that's a big question right there. The bench has been uh, inconsistent this year. And, and Coach Wright's uh, rotations have been uh, different, for lack of a better word. Different. <laughs> Yeah, like you don't, you know, Daniels wasn't playing a lot earlier in the season, and now it seems like he's their sixth man. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Right. And then we we were seeing, um, we saw Njoku earlier. Now right. when's the last time we've seen him? Right. He's only played in seven games. So right. He, he he played in a lot in, in December. I remember he was kind of working his way in. I know you mentioned, you know, our guy Brian Antoine. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a strange, uh, strange year with the bench. There hasn't been any consistency or any any flow. Right. One player though who has been getting some time is Longino, and he has impressed, being a, a true freshman. Yes. Which is a little on the shocking side that Coach Wright has that much faith in a, in a true freshman. Yeah. And that's, that's, that is unusual. You're right. But, and we, and we did, we did kind of have a little bit of a quick discussion about this. And and you said this was a concern for you Mm -hmm. going forward and even going forward into next year, uh, that transfer transfer portal. uh, You are worried that, you know, something may happen due to the way that these players are getting playing time. Yeah. I mean, you're consistently bringing in four star players and even the occasional five star. But if you're stuck behind in the rotation and you're not even getting consistent burn in the early part of the season, how long are these kids going to want to wait and develop, you know, is is the question to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Jay is going to be the type to go out and get – I mean, I know he went out and got Daniels. But how, who has he gotten else in the last two years? Right. So he's not going to dip into the portal himself. So he's a, he's a recruit and develop coach. Villanova is not a one-and-done type of program. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So these kids are going to have to be patient. How, how patient do they have to be? I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see next year. I mean, Colin more than likely will be graduated. This is his fifth year. Uh, I don't know about Justin Moore. He has another year of eligibility, correct? Right. Will he come back? Don't know. Um, I would assume the same with Slater. Uh, not sure about Samuels. Samuels has another year, right? No, he's a fifth he, year. He's a fifth. He's fifth year, like Colin. Okay, yep. and and, and so, Slater, so this is actually Slater's senior year. This is his fourth year. Yep. Okay, so he does have another year if he chooses due to the COVID correct uh, eligibility, right? You know, so 
Eric Dixon, I think, is only a junior, correct? Uh, he's a sophomore. Sophomore, okay. Yeah. So you could conceivably lose three of your starting five. Um, maybe four, depending. Uh, so that would help as far as pl- player retention, but at this point, who knows? But, you know, and I know, I know they got a good recruiting class coming in. Right, but Chris, I got to tell you something. So I watched. I haven't been watching a whole lot of. I mean, I watch college basketball, but I haven't been watching a whole lot of games outside of the Villanova Big East, you know, region. The other night, I put on the Duke game. Actually, it was was a Saturday. It was Saturday night when uh, it was uh, Coach K's last time against North Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I got to tell you, just looking at the size of the players on Duke and, you know, a couple of them being freshmen, I mean, those guys look like men. I mean, they're big guys as freshmen. We don't have anything like that developed as freshmen at Villanova. So maybe – you know, you do need to have these kids sit, a, a, you know, a, a while to to really learn and even get their their body in shape enough to to be able to go through a full season uh, of of Big East play. Yeah, and and Duke is also getting a higher level of recruit, even higher than what Villanova gets. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just saying though, when you're looking, you know. You know, four star, five star compared to four star, five star, you know, just pure size. Uh, that guy, Trevor Keel, man, Keels, he he looks like he's he's ready to play in the NBA, you know? Oh, yeah. We don't, you know, we don't really have that as freshmen here at Villanova that look like they're ready to play in, in the NBA. That's all I'm saying, you know, in the comparison wise. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe Bridges. Maybe he was the only guy, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I see your point. So, I want to talk a little bit about. I'm going to pivot a little bit here. And earlier, I talked about how out of our last 13 games, we have thir- 11 wins, um, two losses, both losses to Marquette. And I wanted to take a little bit of time. I don't want to. I don't want to make this way. Um, I don't want to make it be a uh, a shock a smart episode. Um, but I want to talk um, a little bit about Marquette and what Shaka Smart has done there. Um, just a little bit of background for Shaka. Uh, He's coached for 12 seasons, uh, VCU, Texas, and now Marquette. Uh, back, VCU was one of only 11 schools in the nation to earn an NCAA tournament bid in five straight years as his as him as his coach. And um, he's definitely the newer generation of coaching. His players play with a bunch of confidence and cockiness. Uh, I was actually told that by somebody too, but in my opinion, he constructed 
the perfect lineup to go against Nova. And I know a couple people have, have said this. I've seen it somewhere uh, on, on social media. But when you look at the lineup that played against Villanova and those two losses, it truly was um, it, it was it was I'm I'm concerned moving forward with this guy in our conference. And and here's what I'm talking about. That guy Kulek, who's their mm-hmm. who is their um he's their their guard, point guard. He's right? a point guard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me he doesn't remind you of Ryan Archie Diacono. The way he plays. All right. Yeah. I okay. can see that. Okay. His two through four guys, you know, his 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 shooting guard and his two forwards, they're all big <clears throat> and they're all interchangeable and can switch on defense, right? They're they're they have their forwards consist of six seven, six eight, and six ten size wise. <clears throat> and their two guards, six five, six three. All right. They mm-hmm. all switch. So the offense that Villanova is running, where they do that handoff at the top of the key between Moore and Colin and everything, that's not really working against Marquette because all they're doing is switching everybody out there. Kind of kind of like how we do it, but right. but they're doing it with size. And I think it's it's causing our players to um, play a little tentatively and not really go out there uh, and really truly attack because I, I really do think that our players are on um, on their heels while playing against this this team. Well, he likes they they like to press and they like to put pressure defensively. That's that's part of what they do. Right. And yeah, and and there are a lot of a lot of full court press also, so they like to keep it up throughout the game to try to create turnovers. That's that's their thing, right? And I mean, <clears throat> they can they guard the three real well, so there's no real open shots. Uh, in the two losses, uh, Villanova shot in the first loss, they shot. Um, 25% from the three-point line. And then in the second loss, they only shot 29% <clears throat> from the three-point line. So this is a little bit of a concern. Like I said, I don't want to – this isn't the Marquette podcast. This is the Nova Nation podcast. But I, I just wanted to throw that out there that if I had any little small criticism of, of, of Coach Wright, which um, I find very hard to do, I definitely think moving forward, he's going to have to come up with a way to go against a team like this because I guarantee you other teams and other coaches are going to look at this model as to how to play against Villanova. And that concerns me. Yeah, it is a concern. Um, Because if you're – this guy's only 43 years old. Right. And he's been coaching for 12 years, which means he started coaching at 31. I mean, obviously that's simple math, but Yeah, he got the he got the job at a VCU. Yes. Right. And he made the I think he made the final four run in his second season. 
I, I believe so. Yes, when they went to the Final Four, while they were yeah. the Final Four in. Yes, they, that was a that was a hell of a run he made. Um, they couldn't keep it up. I don't think he got out of the second round after that. He moved on to a better opportunity at Texas. They gave him a boatload of money. He did get some big time recruits there. It didn't work out, and he and he got fired. Um, and I think he I think he's from Wisconsin. He grew up there. Um, uh, not sure. Hold on. Yeah, and I think I think he played D three uh, basketball. Uh, so he got an opportunity to go back home and Marquette is a pretty good school and a big conference and, uh, you know, kudos to him. I, um, I just want to throw that out there and, and, and it has been, you know, this isn't just me thinking this way. I, I, I did see this on social media, but the minute that second game where they lost to Marquette, I started noticing how. I even text somebody who um, is a big Nova fan, and I just said that, you know, Marquette was playing with all this confidence, and Villanova looked like they were kind of hesitating and and concerned and not really going out there and playing their game. So uh, I just wanted to point that out to everybody, and um, – Get your thoughts and and just it's a concern for me, but don't get me wrong. Uh, Coach Wright is a Hall of Famer, so I definitely have faith in him uh, to uh, figure this out. Um, I'm sure it's not going to be that hard, but um, hopefully we don't see them. Well, we could see them, I guess, in the Big East tournament. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully they don't beat us for a third time or else – uh, there's going to be even more concern on my part if if they beat us three times in the same season, right? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty tough to do. No, it's really tough to do. Yeah, that usually doesn't happen. Um, I think Nova has more talent right now overall, but like you said, the way that they play, their style gives Nova fits. I see what you're saying. Right. So. Last six games, real quick, to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Last six games, three away, three home, so it's kind of a split. You got on Saturday, you got Seton Hall. Then you have to play Providence twice. We haven't played them yet. They're, right now they're leading mm-hmm. uh, the Big East. Uh, so you play Providence, Georgetown, Connecticut again. Uh, obviously, I said Providence, and then you end with Butler. So uh, what do you think? How, how things go for the rest of the season, the last six games? I'm hoping that you could get a split with Providence. Okay? Mm-hmm. I don't think you'd want to lose both. If you end the regular season with seven losses, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So basically go five and one. Yep, five and one I think would be awesome. Um, I don't think they'll slip up against Georgetown. Uh, Connecticut's going to be a tough game up there. Yep. Uh, that's not going to be easy. Hopefully you can split with Providence, and I think they probably won't have any trouble with Butler. Even though, oh. that's, even, that's, even though that's in Henkel. 
I know they have they have such a hard time playing there. They don't play well there. No. Uh, I, I would think so. Yeah, I, 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 Butler struggled this year. I think they'll they'll be okay. So, um, Seton Hall, I, 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 I like that. Villanova is actually a good matchup for them. Or mm-hmm. Seton Hall's a good, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I like them this weekend against Seton Hall. But yeah, hopefully you split with Providence and you win the rest, and then at the worst you go four and two. What were you thinking? That, that's that's kind of exactly where I was. Four and two is kind of my my floor, but definitely going five and one is really where I think you need to be. And, and we were talking a little bit about seeding for the NCAA tournament. A lot of people are already having them as either a third or a fourth seed. If that is the case they definitely have to go five and one and have a strong big East tournament. I think to get that three seed, that's my opinion. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Now. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If, if for some reason they win these next six games and they win the big East tournament, then, okay. Yeah. Then maybe you could conceivably maybe put them on that two line, but you know, that's that's a lot of ifs for me. That might be difficult only because of the amount of losses that they have already. Right. With six losses and, and say they had seven. Right. Uh, they, even they, even if they won the Big East tournament and went twenty five and seven or something like that, I don't know if have, they could get up to two. Right. I mean, they have some good quality quadrant one wins, so we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, they do. No, no, no question. Yeah. Hopefully. Let's go 6-0, and and let's win the Big East Tournament. But we'll be back. We'll talk before, definitely before the Big East Tournament um, and and kind of get things in order for the Big East Tournament. But we'll definitely be back to talk about that on a, on a later date. And um, we will have more for this episode. We'll be right back after this short little commercial break. Are you looking for a reliable company to service your swimming pool or hot tub? If so, we are absolutely thrilled with the work that American Pool Concepts did for us. They completely transformed our pool. American Pool Concepts does amazing work. Patrick and Chris are hardworking pool experts. Hire them, you won't regret it. Check their Facebook page or their website at www.americanpoolconcepts.com. Nova Nation, we are back. Segment two, we're going to talk some some picks for, for college basketball. I am joined with, uh, of course, my co-host and right-hand man, Chris Merle. Chris, you're back. I'm back. You're back. You're not going anywhere. But we're also I don't think so. Joined, we're also joined... Uh, uh, a special guest picker tonight, Erica DeMarzo. Hi. Uh, Erica, how are you? Thank you for coming on. Of course. Erica, um, we've talked over uh, several episodes about sports betting, uh, why we do it. Um, we're just kind of two ordinary guys that kind of just like to go on and throw some money on different games to kind of keep things interesting. 
Yes. Uh, what got you into um, to sports betting? Because I know from your social media, you also uh, not only uh, you know bet on college basketball games and other things, but you also do football and other sports. So what got you into that? So my brother-in-law, um, I saw him betting and I looked at, um, they give you like those deposit matches. So I figured, all right, well, let me, you know, put a hundred dollars in or 200 and it gives you a hundred percent deposit match. So, um, I did that. And then I just, it led to more betting and more betting. So a lot of my friends bet, um, it's something exciting, obviously when you win, but we can't always win. So, um, I just think it's something fun to do and I like doing it. How, how long have you been doing it? Um, I mean, I bet on every Super Bowl. Um, think probably I've been betting on college basketball, football, and um, NBA for probably about two to three years now. What, when you, when you, when you do place bets, uh, do you, uh, do you bet on certain games and watch them? I mean, is it kind of something that not only are you betting, but are you watching the games and, and, and getting emotionally attached to games as you're betting? So, yeah, when I bet, I really do have to watch a game. Um, if I'm at dinner, I'll definitely watch it on my phone. Um, I put a lot of parlays in, so it's a little tough to watch every game. Um, but, no, I mean, if it's football, I'm definitely watching the game. Um, if it's, like, one NBA game, I'm definitely watching it. Mm -hmm. And you're from the East Coast, so today was a big announcement of, of Harden going to the Sixers. Um we we are I'm a big Sixer fan. Chris, what's your you have a favorite basketball team? No, not re not really. I mean I, I I follow the Sixers, but I'm not I'm not a huge uh, NBA guy. I just kinda like enjoy the sport for what it is. Do you place bets, Chris, do you place craft bets on basketball? Uh, I do I do not bet on NBA basketball. Uh, I bet pro football, college football, and college basketball only. Let me ask you a question. Out of those three, which one do you think is the hardest? College football. <laughs> we just, Erica, we just, as we were kind of waiting, we were like, you know, shooting the, shooting the, the talk there a little bit. And we were talking about, we were both in a, in a pool this year for college mm -hmm. football and for NFL. Yeah. And I won the NFL portion of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, college, we, we both were kind of middle of the pack, but we were talking about how much, uh, of a difference it was and how hard it was to pick a college football game because there being so many other factors involved uh, as opposed to picking an NFL game. Um, so we, we were just, it was just funny talking about that. And uh, do you find one being harder than the other or do you stay away okay. from one? College football is pretty hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, NFL, it's iffy, um, but it's much better than college do you do you also place bets on baseball baseball yes i do um but i'm not like crazy about baseball it's more of like the nfl and nba okay very cool very cool all right well real quick before we get into some picks for uh for tomorrow and and mm -hmm. and just talk a little bit about what's going on saturday uh i i gotta know this is a big weekend coming up obviously big super bowl super bowl um weekend my thoughts on it is um if i was if i was placing like big bets on it i i'm definitely 
favoring the Rams. However, mm-hmm. my heart is telling me Bengals. Um, so that's kind of where I am. I'm kind of torn in between. Chris, what do you think? Where are you at if you if you were doing it? Um, I I, I kind of I'm on your wavelength here. I, I would love to see the Bengals win, but knowing that their struggles on the offensive line, I, I can't. I can't pick against the Rams. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the Rams. Just I, I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Burrow. But we'll see. Should be good. Erica, what do you think? I mean, I've I've always said to myself that the Rams are probably going to win the Super Bowl um, from a long time ago. So I'm still going to go with my gut, and I'm going with the Rams. Um, Bengals are going to really play. Um, I will not bet against the Rams. I mean, the yeah, the Rams. So I the Rams for sure. Obviously, this is uh, the Nova Nation podcast, so uh, we talk mostly about Villanova. Um, Villanova is playing uh, on Saturday against Seton Hall. Um, the line isn't really out for that yet, um, but um, Seton Hall does give fits to Villanova. We, we kind of talked about that before. Um, are there any picks that you feel uh, very strongly about over the next day or two? Um, so my first pick of the night for tomorrow, it's going to be the Oakland Golden Grizzlies, um, at minus six and a half. So, um, I think they're going to win. They're coming in with like a three game losing streak. So, um, you can definitely rest assured that they're probably going to end the night for a win. Okay. Okay. So I would definitely bet two units, um, with the favorite. Nice. Nice. And um, do you have any specific um, uh, app or whatever that you bet on um, or that you have, with or anything? I do have BetMGM. Okay. Um, I bet on that all the time. And then I also have Fandle, So. Okay. Chris, you have uh, BetMGM too, right? Uh, that's exactly what I use, correct? You use both too? I haven't done – I have Fandle. That's yeah. what I first started with, remember, when we were yeah. using them. You haven't figured out how to use that, though, yet, huh? No. I, I, I've done uh, in the past, but I've been – the last probably year and a half, I've been mostly on BetMGM. Okay. All right. I actually use uh, – um, I use uh, Barstool just because uh, I had a bad uh, – not a bad um, situation going on with uh, – with BetMGM, I went to sign up, not knowing. And you know, when you sign up, you have to make sure you put your correct full name in place. And uh, everybody calls me Rob, so I put in Rob Logan. And then when I went to go give them my ID, it obviously said Robert Logan. And there was this whole big thing, and it held up my deposit for how long? And um, we finally got it figured out. So, um, but that's the reason why I went more to, uh, to uh, sports, but, but I'm definitely going back to bet MGM. That's, that seems to be more of the popular one uh, going on right now. Um, my, I have a quick pick for, for um, tomorrow night. UConn is playing Xavier at Xavier. Um, right now, I believe the point spread is only one. So um, Xavier's giving a point. Um, so I would definitely take that spread and, and bet that spread. Um, UConn's coming off of a couple of bad losses. 
Xavier at home definitely, I think, um, wins outright and wins that game. Chris, mm -hmm. I got one other one for you. Okay. What do you have feelings on the Rutgers-Wisconsin game at Wisconsin? We're all New Jersey. Erica, you're from New Jersey, right? I am. But okay. we can't bet. Um, we can't bet. Right. Yeah. We can't bet on that Rutgers game. That is true. Correct. Um, mm -hmm. But what what is your thoughts, Chris, on that game? I, I love Wisconsin in that game. Really? I do. Rutgers is on a heater right now, but now they have to go travel 1,000 miles across the country and go play a top 20 team. I, I like Wisconsin in that game. <laughs> you know, Rutgers, what? They've pulled off, what, two, uh, I don't want to say upsets in their last two games, right? No, they are upsets. You can call them that. Rutgers – they made it to the, the to the tournament last year, so they did. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily upsets, but um, I'm going to ride the Rutgers wave, being wow. a Jersey guy, uh, and I, I'm going to root for for uh, for Rutgers, and uh, I'm recommending people go out and bet on Rutgers. That would be my other bet. Okay, but of course I can't do it, so. I can right. say all I want and uh, not have to worry about it. Erica, do you have uh, you're you're big on social media? Uh, are there ways for people to get in touch with you um, and uh, see your picks? Because you do daily picks every day, right? Um, I do. I mean, there's some days where I don't post picks. Um, people just message me for some, and I send them a message back. Mm -hmm. um, but I usually do post my picks. Um, yeah. And where do you where do what uh what what type of social media do you use to Instagram? Uh, Instagram. So mm -hmm. in, Instagram is the place to go to see you and to see your picks, yeah. Uh, and to um and get obviously give you guys give you a follow, and um, <laughs> be on the lookout for your picks, right? Yes. Erica, I thank you for coming by, and being a special guest picker with us. Thank. Um, I, I hope it was all cool. Um, I hope it wasn't too hard to uh, to get logged in and everything. And um, I really, truly appreciate it. And everybody in the Nova Nation, uh, give a uh, follow or a like for Erica's Instagram page. Um, and um, definitely look out for her picks. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Thanks. Hey, Chris, thank you for being here, too. No problem, Rob. Thank you. <laughs> I'll see you. Thank you. All righty. Bye. Bye. If you like listening to the Nova Nation podcast, go check us out on our website at www.novanationpodcast.com. Give us a like. Thanks. What's up, Nova Nation? If you have any questions that you would like to have answered or discussed on the show, Email us at the Nova Nation Podcast at gmail.com.